Hey gamers, this is Joe from What I'm Playing Now. I have episode 172 of the podcast that was originally recorded one day late on July 31st of 2017. Some of the games I played this past week, we got in some Arcadia Quest, we fought the Chaos Dragon. We got in a little more Godfather Corleone's Empire, we had to correct the video that we made one little mistake on during playing it on our Twitch stream. We got in some more Oleon's Trade and Intrigue, a little bit more Champions of Midgard, and then I visited some Raiders of the North Sea and really enjoyed it. I also talked about a few of the games that I want to play. Enjoy the episode. Hey gamers, welcome to the games. This is Joe Luzzi from What I'm Playing Now, and welcome to episode 172 of the What I'm Playing Now podcast. As always, you can send me some emails. Let me know what you're playing now. You can send those emails to what I'm playing now at gmail.com. You can also join us in some conversations over on Board Game Geek. We have a guild over there, guild number two four four zero on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow us there at what I'm playing now. Don't forget to drop the G like I always say on Facebook. Just do a search for what I'm playing now. You can also check out our YouTube channel. Search for what I'm playing now on YouTube. And then as always, our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now has been revived. And hopefully we can get some more people watching us and following us on Twitch as we are going to do hopefully two Twitch streams a week is what my wife and I do have planned. Uh, this past week, we actually did one. Uh, we actually did our first one uh, last Sunday. Well, actually, it would have been two Sundays ago because I'm recording this on a Monday, a day late. Uh, my wife wanted to have a little cookout yesterday on Sunday when I normally record with a lot of other things going on. Uh, I had to just push the podcast off a day because it is summertime here in Northeast Ohio. And you know what? Sometimes you just need to enjoy the damn weather when you can. So we had a little cookout last night, but that still did not mean we didn't play some games. Saturday, we had done a stream of Orleans. Hopefully, my wife's health is going to hold up. It almost seems like she's getting a summer cold. She sounded horrible today. So I'm hoping we're going to actually be able to do a stream of 51st State tomorrow. If not, I may try to do a stream of a solo game, which I may try to throw together on the spur of the moment. So we'll actually see. I really didn't want to do a video game stream. Uh, that would really kind of go against my whole really kind of trying to kind of concentrate concentrate more on the board game part of the show and really get away from as many as much video game stuff. So I'm hoping my wife will actually be feeling better in the morning. I've been trying to give her a lot of liquids and get her to drink more water, orange juice and everything to try to just um, just get her off of the couch and actually feeling a little bit better. Hopefully everybody will enjoy some of the videos that we've actually produced so far. Uh, I believe we put out two Godfather ones. The first one, we were actually doing something incorrectly at the end of each act, the way we were discarding our, discarding our cards, playing the game. We were corrected. Neither of us had actually caught that while we were playing, and we had played the game incorrectly so many times. And it's so easy to do once you actually get comfortable playing a game a certain way. You really don't go back to the rules and really double-check and make sure, am I doing anything wrong? And we were. So I'm so glad that everybody was so nice in correcting us. And I was just very happy that everybody was really polite and just pleasant with the way they were letting us know, hey, we made a mistake here, made a mistake there. And we really didn't have too many mistakes. That was the biggest mistake, the way we did that. And then I think in our second playthrough, we had one tiny little mistake where I missed 
one of my wife's characters, which would have just given her more of a score anyway, and she had beat me bad enough to begin with, so we don't even need to revisit that. Or Leon's over the weekend. Hopefully, once I'm done producing and editing this podcast and getting this uploaded, I will try to start editing the Orleans video we did on Saturday and hopefully get that up to our YouTube channel, hopefully before we actually record tomorrow's show. But other than that, I think that's about all we need to do for our whip and update. Let's jump into what I'm playing now. Uh, my wife and I went over a friend's house yesterday, and we actually got in what I think may be our last Arcadia Quest game for a little while. We actually fought the Chaos Dragon. We had four of us. Uh, my buddy Kevin actually showed up, who played Pathfinder card game with me, who played some Arkham Horror with me. He actually had started out playing Arcadia Quest, but he wasn't able to make it to all of the scenarios that we went through, so he really missed a large chunk of Arcadia Quest, but he actually returned for our final one here fighting the chaos dragon and i will say that chaos dragon was rather a bitch to fight i mean it was insane at the beginning of the at the beginning of the game i was i started rolling really well we were fighting a lot of the minions and we were just killing them instantly i it was i at first i was thinking this is going to be a little too easy. We've played six scenarios. Our characters are way overpowered. We have a lot of great loot on all of them, and everybody was just doing a doing very well. I mean, everybody was rolling good until I had to go and harpoon that dragon for the first time, bring him down under the board, and just watch my character's asses get handed to them, especially with the 10 dice attack that he got to do, and, and Kevin was just rolling spectacularly as the dragon and I just could not defend him most of the first couple of times I fought him my characters were just dying and then finally after that I started rolling better with my defense I started to move a few cards around using my healing bobble a little bit better and trying to just move that between characters so once somebody took some damage I tried to rest get that on somebody so they could heal two health points a turn but just trying to finish off the dragon was just was just really tricky. It was it was really hard to hit him. You only did damage to him with crits. He had two defense dice. If you did roll a crit, a lot of times he was able to block it with a shield. There was also the fact that we were trying to get the quest reward where we were trying to teleport into the room where these tokens were that we were trying to get. And I don't believe anybody throughout the whole game actually made it into that room to get one token, let alone what you needed to get the reward. I don't know if we were doing something wrong there or not, but I'm thinking we were because if that is how this scenario is played, I'm not really too sure I want to play against the Chaos Dragon anymore. That was, it was just ridiculously difficult. It was a, an extremely long game. It was, it was way longer than I thought it was going to be just to fight the dragon. He did do some interesting things and have some interesting mechanics to him. When you actually were fighting him or when you used one of the chaos portals, you would get a chaos token. When you collected four of these chaos tokens, all of your characters would take one point of damage. And then all of your equipment would shift to the right. So one of the first things we actually did was we went through and we made sure that one character wouldn't end up with two pieces of um, like like a two pieces of armor on them that would conflict with each other. So we had to make sure that everybody had like all their armor to the right side of their character. So as they moved through, you weren't going to be doubling up with how we had the armor flowing through. Most of the times, though, I think I only had the armor shift once before I actually rested and then reset everything. But I will say, I probably had my tile shift at least four or five times 
because I collected that many chaos tokens while we were playing the damn game. And it was just, it was just crazy. I was in the lead very quickly since I had harpooned him. I damaged him a couple of times. I had jumped out to a quick lead with the dragon, but then I kind of just stalled out. I just couldn't do anything with him. And he just kept killing my characters. <laughs> and it was, I was collecting death tokens and it was, it, with the death tokens really didn't do much. And it, to actually some of my characters, it actually made them stronger because they got extra dice for the death tokens that they had. But it was still just really difficult. We finally actually did, we finally actually did defeat him to where he stayed grounded and was no longer going up and needing to be harpooned. And finally, somebody had gotten all four of the pieces that they needed to do on the dragon himself, killed two other people to finish out the game, and we called it a night. And that was pretty much it for our Arcadia quest with the Chaos Dragon. Uh, my wife actually took some pictures, which she will probably be posting up to our Instagram feed. Uh, my buddy Jim does some great work with painting. Playing Arcadia Quest with painted figures and a painted dragon was outstanding. It was just a hell of a lot of fun. But like I said, that Chaos Dragon was really rough. He's played before with one of the other dragons that he has, and he said the other dragon definitely was not as difficult as the Chaos Dragon. So like I said, I don't know if we were actually missing a mechanic, if we missed something with the actual Chaos Dragon himself. Hopefully we can maybe find out and see if we did maybe make some small mistakes and maybe we were just playing on the hard level instead of just the normal level like we probably should have been. Other than that, we got in, like I said, at the beginning of the stream or the beginning of the podcast, we got in a couple of more streams this week. Uh, we had played the Godfather Corleone's Empire. We pretty much corrected all of the mistakes that we made other than that little tiny one where I believe in Act 3 I missed one of my wife's actual family members in counting in one of the upper west side areas to where she actually would have had control of one of the turfs. Like I said, I don't really think it would have affected her score too much. I believe she was already out of tokens that she could have put on the turfs. I'm not really too sure if that would have made that much of a difference, but uh, it she had won the game anyway easily by 20 plus points. So we're not really going to sweat too much over that one. I believe hopefully in Orleans trade and intrigue, we did catch everything as we were playing it. There was, there's a lot going on with trade and intrigue and we're really, really loving the trade board. Uh, I believe in the last podcast we had talked about, I believe we had played intrigue at least once before I talked about it in the last podcast and intrigue is definitely different. Both my wife and I actually wouldn't mind trying intrigue with four possibly five players once I get a fifth player board if we have somebody that actually has and I know I know a couple of guys have the deluxe edition so I believe they actually have that fifth player board in their boxes but I wouldn't mind maybe trying intrigue with more people I think with two people playing intrigue it just limits you to only being able to attack one other person and it doesn't let you kind of spread the wealth or collect as much as you probably should be able to as you could can so just stifling each other I think is kind of limiting I I think in a larger player count game and it would probably almost have to be four or five players to really probably get the best feel for how intrigue is probably supposed to be played for Orleans but playing the trade board with uh, two players is just great we're having a good time with it and I hope we continue playing Orleans even though we already did the stream for it I'm hoping like on some of the off days when we're not doing anything we could just pull Orleans out and throw throw a, together a quick game of it because I just Orleans is definitely probably easily in one of my top five favorite games of all times. I just really love the whole bag building mechanic. Every game we play, 
We are trying different things. I know every game I'm trying to take different buildings. I'm trying different strategies in the approach I take and what I take and when I take it. I'm trying to concentrate on different things. Lately, some of the games, I really have just been ignoring the the actual craftsmen where you get the technology tiles from. I really haven't been taking those. I'm not really missing them. One of the things that my wife kind of taught me in playing is using some of the buildings that actually have the wild characters on them. I believe the herb garden is the one where the boatman is wild, or there's the one in the second buildings. I can't remember the name of it, but I believe your scholars are wild, and that's the one I've been taking. Taking that one and concentrating on the university path to get to path to get up your development track, and really get real high on that one. And and in our game that we streamed, I was so so disappointed. I think I was one point away and if it wasn't in the stream it was in the game we had played earlier in the day i was one point away from actually maxing out to the sixth number on that development track and i was i kept pushing it off pushing it off doing the action to let me just get that one more development point until the end of the game and then i completely forgot about it because i was concentrating on so many other things and it's so easy in orleans to try to do a strategy to try to think of something and then actually just forget about one other piece that you needed to actually try to remember to do because you're trying to remember so many different things in that game because there's just so many strategies you can take in it. It's just a game we both love. Other than that, on Thursday when I went down to my local game store, we revisited Champions of Midgard again. My buddy Dave brought this one down. We played with both of the new expansions again. This time, instead of a five-player game, my buddy Eric had to work late. So I really wanted to introduce the game to my wife. I wanted to hopefully go through a quick game. So we tried to get in just a three-player. My wife, Kim, myself, and my buddy Dave, we tried to just do a three-player game. Three players played perfectly. I was rolling incredibly and I usually don't talk about winning or losing games down at my local game store, but this was a time I actually won at Champions of Midgard. So I was just completely ecstatic when the game ended. And I kind of just took off from the beginning of the game with a very early lead and really just didn't look back. Just kept going with what I was doing, kept attacking the monsters that I could with the dice that I had, kept purchasing the cards with the chits that I was getting, and just tried to get something going and keep it going throughout the game. I still don't know if I've actually purchased all of the dice. I don't know if I've had any of the yellow dice yet. I believe if I did, I only had one throughout the game, and I would like to concentrate on them a little bit better. Being able to do an attack and a shield defense all in one roll is really interesting. And for some reason, I really wasn't concentrating on them as much. I was trying to concentrate just on just killing and get as, getting as much gold and as many points as I could get is what I was trying to do this past game. And it and for some reason, it worked. So I'm going to just take that. And my wife really liked the game. So we're probably going to be looking to add Champions of Midgard to our collection. And then we'll possibly have to look into getting the expansions as well but uh, we really like the game i'm having a much better time with it than the very first time i played it where i was just so on the fence about the game i could see why a lot of people do like it and it is a lot of fun other than that the last game that we had played at our thursday night meetup was raiders of the north sea my buddy eric had just gotten this one in from kickstarter i believe i believe it was a kickstarter that he had just gotten in it's a worker placement game one of the interesting mechanics with this one is 
the board is going to be preset with some workers on them. You're going to be able to place a worker down at a location to take an action. You will then be able to remove another worker to do that action, but you cannot remove the worker you just placed down. So you're going to have to look at where you want to start at the beginning of the game. Do you want to start getting gold at the beginning of the game? Do you want to start building up a hand of cards that you're going to be able to play into your tableau to start building up an army? Because essentially what you're trying to do in Raiders of the North Sea is get cards in front of you that are going to allow you to start attacking some of the northern part of the board where various locations are to try to get different resources to possibly turn in for cards which will obtain victory points or to be able to turn in on various tracks to move you up some of the other scoring tracks, which one of the tracks will actually make you stronger in battle. One of the tracks give you more points at the end of the game. There's just quite a bit going on in this game, and I do not have the game or the rules in front of me, so I'm not going to be able to give as good of a, of a normal run-through of the instructions like I normally do, but... In essence, you're, it's, it's a worker placement game, and it's just a really fun, frantic worker placement game. The reason why I say it's frantic is because it's very fast-paced. Like I said, you're putting a worker down, you're picking a worker off, you're, the next person's going to do that. And I was actually the one who was a little slow at this game because I was trying to just think of a strategy. My wife, I think, actually caught on to this game faster than I did for some reason because I just, the first couple of turns, I just wasn't seeing it. And then once it clicked, I was like, oh... I see what's going on here now. And then I just started clicking and I thought the game was actually going to last quite a bit longer than what it had actually lasted because some of the Northern locations that you're trying to get to required such a number. It required, most of them required at least five people in your army to be able to go up there, five different people in your tableau, as well as certain resources, like maybe possibly two gold that you needed to turn in to be able to go to this particular location. And you had to have a specific color worker to be able to go to a particular location. So until we started locking some of those other colored workers, because I believe everybody only started off with these um, black meeples that you started off with, and then you're able to work your way up to gray. Then you're able to work your way up to white. You're trying to change these things around, and everybody's taking and putting them back. And it was just a lot going on. But a hell of a lot of fun. I have not played any of the North Sea games or whatever they are. I know I think there's like a whole trilogy that's making up this whole series of games. But Raiders of the North Sea was really, the, I think, the first one that I've actually played from this whole set series of games. And I will say, I really enjoyed it. I mean, I worker placement games are something that are just right up my alley. And there are dice in Raiders of the North Sea, but they're used very minimally. When you go to do an attack, you're totaling up all of the attack values that your uh, characters in your tableau can do. You're adding in your strength from one of your tracks that are on the board that you're working on upgrading throughout the game. And then you're going to be able to roll one or two dice to be able to add to that. And depending on what the number is, you're going to get one of a couple of different you're going to be able to try to achieve a couple of different numbers. The higher the number that you roll, obviously, will get you more victory points for doing that much damage. And, you know, just being able to do that much damage is kind of interesting. But the dice really are playing a minimal part in this game. It's definitely quite a bit different than Champions of Midgard, where the dice are really the ones doing the attack. The dice are adding to your attack, but normally when you're going to one of these locations... 
you're already having 20 plus score. So you're usually getting at least the minimum amount of points and the dice are possibly just maybe kicking you up to maybe add in just a little bit more victory points on top of what you're hopefully already initially getting and what you've already built up from your tableau and your um, track that you're working on. So Raiders of the North Sea, really cool game, really interesting, a lot of fun. The components are really great. The board, very colorful. The cards looked great. The art on the cards is really interesting. We had a whole Viking-themed evening, I guess you could say, because we played Champions and Raiders of the North Sea all in one evening. So we had just a hell of a lot of fun with both of those worker placement games. And either one, I would definitely say, is easily can be added to anybody's collection if you like worker placement games. Other than that, let's talk about a few of the games that I would like to play. I was looking on BoardGameGeek, and one of the things that was announced at Comic-Con this year out in San Diego, a couple of Robotech games. And in college, I was I was a pretty big uh, Robotech fan. I've always been a fan of Robotech. And there's a couple of different games that are actually coming out. The first one is Robotech Ace Pilot. It is a dice-style game. This one seems to be a little bit uh, lighter of a game from what it sounds like. I haven't found too much information about these games out there on BoardGameGeek. This one seems to be a dice game that's a little bit lighter, possibly a little bit easier than the other game, which is Robotech Attack on SDF-1. This one sounds like it's a little bit more cooperative. You're actually working against the Zentradi, where you're trying to just win at a scenario. I don't, I'm guessing there's probably going to be multiple scenarios maybe in this game that sounds kind of interesting to me i wouldn't mind playing a co-op game and now that we're doing a little bit of streaming here on the website my wife said she might actually be open to a little bit more co-op games so hopefully i'm actually going to get to play a few of the co-op games i actually have in my collection that have kind of just been sitting there collecting dust pandemic legacy yes you are one of them hopefully i can get season one played before season two actually is released this year i've been trying to drop a little bug in her ear and let her know that this is the number one game on board game geek we probably should do at least one stream of this game just because it is something that is very popular and myself having actually never played any of the pandemic any part of pandemic legacy i kind of would like to see it before season two comes out to see what the differences are actually going to be between those both of those robotech games i have links for out to wargame geek on the show notes for this one check those out if you're a robotech fan like myself i'm gonna look into them i don't know if they are going to be any good or not they could be completely hit or miss who knows but considering they are robotech I'm at least going to give them a chance. Other than that, I think that's going to be it for this week, people. Thanks for joining me. As always, you can send some emails to what I'm playing now at gmail.com. You can also join us in some conversations over at Board Game Geek. We have a guild over there, guild number 2440 on Twitter and Instagram. We are at what I'm playing now. Don't forget to drop the G on Facebook. Just do a search for what I'm playing now. And on Twitch, we are twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. And also, don't forget YouTube. Do a search for What I'm Playing Now on YouTube. You will find our YouTube channel there. Please subscribe to there. Let us know. Give us some thumbs up on the videos. Let us know you are watching and you're enjoying the content we are producing. And because we're having a really good time doing it, I have to say. I'm just, this is the video part of what I'm finally doing is something I wanted to start over a year ago. And because of what... Uh, some of the things my wife and I had going on in life, we just really didn't have the time to, one, invest what we needed to, or two, invest the time into it. And I am so glad that we're finally able to do that. And she's completely embraced it. And I cannot thank her enough 
for being on board as much as she is and for being a trooper for playing all these games and she's as much of a competitor as I could hope for um, as we can see from those Godfather videos she pretty much kicked my ass in both of those games now I will say in the Orleans game I did win by five points it was an extremely close game but uh Great, she's a great competitor, and I cannot thank her enough for actually supporting me and actually sitting down and playing all the games that she does with me. It's it's just a hell of a lot of fun. We're just really enjoying it. So until next week, everybody, you know what to do. Go play some games, and then let me know what you're playing now. Hopefully, we will be live on Twitch tomorrow evening. We're usually going to start our streams at 7 p.m. Eastern time. The same time will be on Saturday. On Saturday, we may be doing, if my wife is feeling good, we may be doing a Renegade night where we're going to play a couple of different games from Renegade Games. That is tentatively on our calendar. We will see how she's feeling in the next couple of days and if she is up to it. I hope to get that in. Until then, everybody, have a great, great week gaming, and we will see you later. Thanks for joining me. Bye-bye.